0: Hello, and welcome to the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your dungeon master for this adventure. Joining me in the Discord chat, we have...
1: I'm Daniel Braun, no relation. I play Ched Fleet, the Eric and Druid.
0: I'm Christopher, I play the water Genazi Desmond with the chip on his shoulder.
2: I'm Zach, and I play Fallrock Dunkill, who's had enough of these shenanigans. I'm Matt, and I play Lil and Hillcreek, who's in the same boat as Fall Rock.
3: (laughs) I'm Waffle. I play Tarajux, the Storm-Touched Wanderer. Then they plunk down another stone, and
0: it takes you kind of to empty space. He's like, "Oh, this must have been. This must be one of the broken pillars." Oh, and he, like, you you don't see what he does, Tarajux, because I know you're going to ask, but he like fiddles with the <laughs> stone a little bit, and the platform moves up. I'm gonna until, pilot this thing until eventually you. Uh, it reaches kind of the broken, like snaggle-tooth of a pillar hanging from above. And he's like, "Yes." So he pulls the stone. He's like, that's, unfortunately you won't be able to get any information from this one." And then he plunks uh, the last one in, and it you fly considerably like further back in the direction that you originally came from. You lose ask him while of,
3: we're while we're flying. I ask him, "Are these arranged?" chronologically or by subject or what's the what's the organizational scheme here no Dewey decimal system it, I, and i phrase it like i'm an idiot i'm like gee sure seems hard to keep track of everything in here how do you it do it
0: <laughs> uh, we we don't really there are each each new head scrivener kind of has their own organizational yeah. system and this is made trivial by the fact that we are able to use the indices and he holds up the stone that he's currently carrying it's like with the as long as we carefully catalog and magically okay. connect each pillar as it is written to the index there's not really any danger of us losing it the stones nowhere to go so that we don't have to
3: ah hmm. hopefully you never lose power
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Believe me, we have for centuries been safeguarding this place against destruction. I'm just saying, you get one beetle, eats a magic wire, and poof, (laughs) injuries of stuff gone. So you arrive at another set of, or another pillar, and this one highlights a pretty extensive portion. And these are more kind of scientific notes, but they take place after the hatching. Okay. Um, they seem to detail experimentation with hatchling materials about 50 years worth. Experiments were performed on like prisoners that had no hope of release under the Dwarven judicial system, uh, willing subjects. No parole. No parole. parole. Uh, So there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, you know, X material was used on, male subject, you know, 250 years old, effects were X, Y, Z sort of things. Um, just briefly skimming all of these, it uh, seems like 80 to 90% of these experiments resulted in horrifying monstrosities or clinical insanity or both.
3: Uh, <laughs> Promising. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Uh, what about the, uh,
0: the 10%? There are... A few recorded instances of uh, individuals surviving with unusual abilities, like control over a particular element, or all of their skin was replaced by diamonds. So it's... It's like on laser (laughs) sight. Yeah, essentially essentially this sort of became like... The survivors ended up being like X-Men-like figures, almost. Did
1: one of them become Spider-Man?
0: No. No
3: I Spider-Man.
1: Be, I want to be Spider-Man. You, can, you, you don't have to be Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> you just be a
3: spider. <laughs> True. So from this... Um, so a couple things that I'm curious about. First off, there's the hatchling stuff that's left over, the bits and pieces and whatnot. Do they exhibit the same reality warping effect the actual thing did just by standing near them? Or are they only like you have to physically contact them now for it to do stuff.
0: From what you what you can read it sounds like at the beginning they were pretty potent and tended to exhibit area effects and that tapered off over time because these these notes cover like nearly 50 years worth. Oh, so of.
3: they do decay it seems like. Yes. Hmm. Out and of so, all of these um out of all these experiments, like what's the nature of the material being used? Does it say like Scale, skin, hair, blood. Because I'm curious if we're the only ones who have been injected blood. All of those things are, are listed. Okay, so blood... And more. There's like saliva and... Yeah, but experiment. blood doesn't seem to be like a, a standout or anything where it's like, oh, most of the people injected with blood died.
0: Nope, you don't so see like any kind of discernible pattern there. Okay. Hmm. Is there anywhere about how long it took for those unusual abilities to start to manifest? The time to discernible effect is noted, and there also isn't any kind of pattern to that. But um, there's going to be like a minimum and a maximum. Yeah,
3: what's the upper limit?
0: Yeah, the shortest one you see is immediately upon ingestion. The upper limit is a couple of weeks. Oh, oh, it's been long. <laughs> <Well, us. laughs>
3: <laughs> so well, at least, we, at least we know
0: we should be dead. Yeah, we yeah. should. Be de-
3: yeah. yeah, like I mean, the dwarf. The dwarf is like standing there at his podium. We all just breathe an audible <laughs> sigh of relief. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe the blood was not done. <laughs> yeah, be
3: true. it true. He was in that vial a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do now. Because we just don't have really like definitive answers. I'm mining this for names or locations. Like, is there a particular site where most of this material is recovered? Anywhere that could conceivably be like, oh, that's where they're going to have one of their culty fortresses that we can go. Yeah. Cluster.
2: Like, or is there any record of what groups kept
3: or had access to? Yeah. Like, did, is there a group that supplied the material for these experiments or anything? <laughs> there are, oh, excuse me. Uh,
0: there are mentions of several, like, salvage teams that were used to kind of scour the continent for these materials. Okay, um,
3: but there's not like a mine somewhere that's like, oh, no. Yes.
0: Well, they're literally, that's how you get adamantium. But aside from that, no, there isn't a literal
3: mine. I have something that I, that I need to tell the group, but I don't want to say it while there's a dwarf here.
0: And I will... So after you kind of get through these scientific records, they taper off and transition into notes on the discovery of adamantine it's mining and smelting and how that came to shape. So like it, mm. after this point, it kind of turns into what you found at the, the yes. hall of mysteries library.
3: Right. Okay. okay. I, uh, take my handful of silvery fluid and go, who do get booty and, uh, pour it back <laughs> into the jar. Well, I mean, that's, I don't know if that was useful or not, but it was interesting. That's what I was
2: about to say. Hmm.
3: Either way, I do um, I thank the dwarf profusely and I ask if, uh, if there's any other information about this sort of like early reconstruction era hatchling stuff. Like when they were experimenting, I try to play up like we're looking for the material properties and stuff because I don't want to be like, oh, human experiment. Yes, more of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to come across as a, a you know, a creep. But I do. I try to sort of like nudge him in the direction of like, oh yeah, we're interested in this sort of era of uncertainty. We want to know more about the experimental practices used to determine the properties of hatchling material, and um, you know, we're we're looking for. My research is uh, specifically investigating if there were some conceptual missteps taken during the early days of hatchling research that we might revisit. And um, question established paradigms.
0: Hmm. Uh, we'd probably need to go back to the to the index and and cross reference that. This is all that came out for the hatchling itself. Hmm.
3: Certainly, yeah. I just if you would know any particularly notable figures in the field of hatchling study uh, during those early days, um, the the records that I was able to access elsewhere. Uh, outside the mountain homes were regrettably much more incomplete than your archives here. Uh, these ones are magnificent, of course, and I would uh, very much like to uh, continue perusing them. Though uh, I fear that we've already taken uh, much of your time. Is this um, are you amenable to assisting us with this further, or do you have other obligations? Of course.
0: Well, one way or the other, we'll need to go back to the to the index. He said, so, "Oh, oh!" And so, as you've been having this conversation. You see another platform kind of hurtling out of the darkness, and it okay. it comes to a halt like five or six pillars down okay. am I able to see who's there with dark vision or yeah it's not it's there's kind of like um the platforms themselves kind of exude enough light to read by
3: oh uh, yeah okay uh
0: so it's it's not like it's pitch black in here. So this platform comes to a halt. You can see that there are two dwarves on it. One of whom is very old and wearing the same kind of off-gray robes
3: that your guide is. Yeah.
0: The other one is wearing. He's very well dressed, but he's very well dressed in like thick leather. And he is wearing, you know, head. It's almost head to toe. He's got like a thick leather apron. He's wearing heavy gloves, boots. Yes, it you would get had it a
3: manchium
0: for that's,
3: that's what I was just thinking.
0: And so, your your guide is fairly surprised because, well, the next thing he says is, Oh, um, this is uh, an excellent opportunity, and he kind of fiddles with the, the stone in the, the I'm dais again
3: very closely.
0: <laughs> 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 and your platform kind of moves over to theirs, and touches, and he says, I'm terribly sorry for bothering you, uh, Master Scrivener. And there's a deferential bow to the robed figure.
3: Don't we know that name?
2: Yeah, he was talking about how it's the guy that runs the place.
3: Oh.
0: Yeah. Okay. These uh, travelers from the the Agate Duchy were studying, looking for information over the Reconstruction-era hatchling research. And I was wondering if you might be able to provide us with any kind of more efficient search terms to, to add to the ledgers to, to get results that they're looking for. And as he says this, the dwarf standing next to him like visibly lights up. Uh, Ooh, not, wow. not like literally <laughs> lights up, but he, he lights light, up, <laughs> he brights got
3: up and, he,
0: and he's like, oh, are you, are you scholars of the hatchling? I've been Dabbling in hatchling research for a couple
3: decades now. Uh, well, certainly you know more than us then. Uh, he
0: <laughs> holds out a thickly gloved hand and says, I'm Steinar Silverforge. It's a pleasure to meet you.
3: Pleasure is ours. Thank you. I, I make sure Falrock is in front for this. We
0: would love to know as much as you'd be willing to share. Oh, well, that would it's so hard to find people who are interested in the history. Of the hatchling, as opposed to just the day in and day out of adamantine production. That's all anybody cares about these days, but it's such an important historical issue.
3: Adamantine is but one slice of the full picture. How can one hope to understand anything without seeing the entire vista?
0: Exactly. I would be thrilled to have you as personal guests uh, for lunch tomorrow. Magnificent. I will... I would love to host you and discuss this at length. I'm always happy to assist further research into this field, and it's just such a fascinating topic. And who are you? Uh, He introduced himself as Steinar Silverforge. Sorry, I didn't listen to
3: that.
0: He says, I was just out here. I had a couple of things I needed to look up in the the Adamantian section. You know how it is. And he nods to the the Scrivener that's uh, accompanying you. And the head Scrivener chuckles and says, what Master Silverforge has neglected to tell you uh, is that he is one of the most preeminent adamantine smelters in the mountain.
3: Oh my. Mm. Ah, Sounds like a guy we might want to get to know. Bit of a celebrity. It's an honor to meet you then. Oh, I, I,
0: there's no need to stand on ceremony here. It's just a job. The fact that I happen to be good at it is, Secondary, My true passion, as you may have guessed already, is hatchling scholarship.
3: Well, as I understand it, uh, adamantine is, uh, at the very least, a stepping stone towards true understanding of the hatchling. So you've chosen your profession admirably.
0: That's that's how I started uh, with the interest. I know I come from you know, the adamantine class, obviously, but I always wondered if there was something that could be done with it than just turning metal into ingots. And here we are, I, you know, learning about the history of adamantine really, really sparked that. Well, yes,
3: and, then, and I'm sure you've, you have made insights and discoveries that books do not hold, that books cannot hold. I, I would be very interested to hear your theories, uh, cutting edge as they are on the matter. Uh, where would you like to have this luncheon? Oh, yes,
0: of course. Um, and he... Produces well. He he snags a piece of paper on the charcoal that you've been that you were given to make rubbings yes. with, uh, and he scrawls an address uh, and hands it back to you. Magnificent. Uh, these are my these are my public quarters. Obviously, I cannot invite visitors into the adamantine district.
3: <laughs> but <so>. of course.
0: <laughs> um, but I am afraid I can't uh spend any more time with you, but I am absolutely delighted to have made your acquaintance and he like goes and takes each of your hands, whether you offer it to him or not
3: <laughs> i like my my opinion of this guy immediately ratchets even <laughs> higher like, <laughs> he's got big dwarf energy,
0: so uh he he waves a leather glove at you. the scrivener that you were associated with plonks a stone into the dais, and you hurtle off back towards the circulation desk.
3: What fortuitous oh. happenstance. Indeed. Do we have time
0: to ask this dwarf about how the plane works? Oh, yeah, you've got, like, five minutes of travel before you get back. <clears throat> like, oh. just, like, how does it work?
3: Yeah, I strike up a little more casual conversation about... Um, was this place always a demiplane? Was it a demiplane before the hatching and um, still is after? Because there was damage to the pillars, which suggests that you know, it was affected by the hatching despite being on another plane. I, I just feel like I'm not quite... Uh, you'll forgive me. Uh, planar dynamics are not my field of uh, expertise, of course. It's, it's very fascinating, though. I'm, you know, I have a few misunderstandings, if you could clear those up. Yada, yada, yada.
0: Well, my understanding is that a long time ago, uh, probably around the time of the hatching, the plated halls were a physical portion of the mountain. They were not yet quasi extraplanar. After the hatching occurred and segments of them were lost, the scriveners gathered, agreed that such uh, an atrocious loss of knowledge would not bear repeating, and so petitioned the, the current king of the mountain home. This was before. The Adamantine crown and throne had been forged, of course, to instill protections in this place so that we would not lose any more history. And so, over the intervening centuries, this place has been thoroughly soaked in magic such that it has, in a way, separated from the prime material. But that's not really a good way of looking at it. I was explained to me that it's sort of commingled with a demiplane and so has taken on some of the qualities of a demiplane. plane Mm.
3: interesting.
0: It's difficult to explain because I don't really understand it very well myself. uh,
3: Of course, of course. You have other matters, I'm sure. But is this sort of thing common in the Dwarven lands, or was this a a vast innovation? I'm curious if there are other such reliquaries like (laughs) this scattered around, isolated to prevent...
0: To my knowledge, the only other areas similar to this one would be the backup indices.
3: Ah. Are those here in the mountain home, or?
0: We are not permitted to know. Ah,
3: I see. That is most sensible of you. Thank you. Of course. And then presumably we whoosh back down to the platform right then and there.
0: After another minute or two, you arrive. Ah,
3: damn it. Awkward silence. <laughs> you
0: arrive back at the circulation desk. The platform attaches to the, to the side of the, the overhang. The dais lowers back into it. And there you are. He says, Will you require my services any further? Or are you content to meet with Master Silverforge tomorrow?
3: I look back. I assure my you,
0: he is a very popular guest here at the Plated Halls. And I have no doubt that anything that you would research, tell you himself.
3: Hmm. I, I look back at my research team and I'm kind of like I think eh. somebody who's <laughs> and, had de- decades to like like yeah.
2: be able to uh, come to the conclusions is a lot better than something we're going to be able to like cobble together just by I as well. I yeah. bow to
3: the dwarf and I say I believe that uh, uh, we would be but fumbling in the dark uh, without Silverforge's uh, guidance and uh, any effort we expend today would be uh, perhaps wasted in light of this uh, meeting to come. I thank you greatly for your assistance. This has been most enlightening.
0: Always a pleasure to help new guests to the Plated Halls. I admit I enjoy showing it off a little bit.
2: Uh, there is well, much to show. It is impressive, yes.
0: And uh, well then, uh, He gives you a perfunctory bow and then hops over the circulation desk back to the stone he was working on previously.
3: Until we meet again. And uh, out we go, I guess. Mm-hmm. We go. back into the claustrophobic it's not claustrophobic <laughs> at all <It's> not. <laughs> I mean compared to an infinite void
0: everything is kind of claustrophobic com- compared to the plated halls
3: and like that's that's what you have to understand is that is Tarjax's reference point is taking a glider out over the edge of the continent into the void and he's like ah finally some breathing room yeah, So everything in. else is just a little cramp mm-hmm.
1: You doing all right over there? Still, uh, still craving the trees?
3: Yeah, just a bit.
1: I wiggle my fingers in his direction, and about a dozen maple leaves appear out of the air above him and and, and fall, just showering, scattered with around him. Yeah, they just—he's just showered in in maple leaves. <laughs>
2: He's trying one so of the first times you see one of like like the faintest smile come across his face.
0: <laughs> I keep I keep casting it. <laughs> the character developments.
1: He, I'm just creating a pile of maple leaves.
0: They dissipate after like a minute. Okay. okay. Um, right. So, uh, where to? I suppose.
3: Well, we should probably find are lodging. You... Also, now that we are. <laughs> Out of immediate earshot of a dwarf, I I think the first thing I need to do is just grab Falrock really quietly into his ear and go, we need to steal some adamantium. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. It's made of hatchling.
2: We would get killed. Having having unregistered adamantium is is a capital offense.
3: Yeah, you I'm don't think that's
2: one of the things Joe's planned for us?
3: <laughs> Execution?
0: <laughs> you betcha. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you you remember that whole,
2: like, vision of being in chains thing? Like, you might want to connect it, you
0: know? Let's see being. how many trials Terajucks can get in before one of them finally throws him behind bars forever.
3: Right. <laughs> I haven't that. yet. 100% success rate. Yeah, it's just like, we got to get that cheddar. In this case, cheddar being a super illegal metal. It's
0: not illegal unless you didn't get it through the proper channels.
3: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We're too poor to buy out of it. It's incredibly expensive, right? Also, I would have to imagine that the working thing, like working it over in forges removes the hatchling material for the most part. Like, You've
0: never heard any reports of somebody being turned into an alien monstrosity because they own adamantine jewelry.
3: Exactly. and we, we want that raw stuff. We, we want the kombucha of the blacksmithing world.
0: So, uh, you stand outside the plated halls.
3: Yeah. Well,
0: no. A small shower of maple leaves uh,
3: surrounding Leyland. <laughs> I I use my wind... I use gust and I use prestidigitation alternatingly to, like, make them swirl around with, like, a warm summer breeze.
1: I also throw in a little scent of the forest in there. You know, some so pine, a ch- chittering of squirrels.
0: You guys can abandon adventuring and open a guided meditation studio. Yeah, we yeah.
3: could. <laughs> <laughs> really just, good. just sits
1: on the floor. Indian style, and uh, yeah, crosses his legs and starts meditating.
2: Well, I think the first thing we need to do is find lodgings that are not in the royal district because we're on the edge of it.
1: We, I'm not sure we
2: could afford it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably the best. Your
3: um, your letter of recommendation from the Duchess. What exactly does that grant us? Entrance. Okay, <laughs>
2: an audience. But that's
3: yeah. a- I figured. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's find like. A... About me
2: talking to the Onyx people, if I have any, because I don't know if I have any. Like, obviously, I'm 20th in line. I'm nobody big, but like.
3: Yeah, but I you know, probably have relatives friends.
2: here. None that I know. Hmm. Yeah, kind of a big place to just walk around and try to find fall rocks, great uncles, or I figure I have you, like, you know a phone book. second cousins.
1: Well, the so, I can't remember if like. No, it would be a stone book.
2: She had given me. <laughs> letter of introduction to them, or
0: just to the Plated Halls? Pretty sure it was Plated Halls, but it was it was a letter of introduction to customs at the mm-hmm. the gate to the Mountain Home.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, never mind
3: then. Okay, you can find so,
0: lodgings
2: probably near wherever we're going to meet. It's uh, Silver v- Silver Forge.
3: Yeah, right. but <laughs> he's in like. Like I'm sure, even his public residence is his very, public
0: residence very, is in the royal district. Yeah, oh, it's well going to be very okay.
3: upscale. This guy is like the the head, <laughs> the big cheese of adamantium production. The head honcho. Yeah, mm.
0: so the adamantium class of dwarves is just below the royal family in social standing.
3: Right. Mm, like, okay. like you have to understand, this guy is. Like if all the royalty were wiped out, he would probably get the throne. They'd be like, Yeah, sure, why not? He's way up there, as I understand it. Obviously, this is all my-really
1: good at smelting adamant.
3: Yeah, he's the best.
1: You should rule the whole city.
3: In dwarf fortress terms, this is the kind of dwarf that I would trade twenty other dwarven lives for. (laughs) (laughs) If I had to choose my master Adamantium Smith and not a bunch there. of laborers, I would yeah. choose him. Yep. So I mean what's the like what's the crime like here, Falrock?
1: What's not uh, up here?
3: What? Because okay, so like, you know, in like a regular city, like a above ground city, like there is sort of an upper and lower threshold to how likely you are to get shooted. And usually the upper threshold is like zero. And the lower threshold is what varied, and I'm curious, like, what's the worst it gets in the mountain home? Like, I are have there slums?
2: never been
3: here. <laughs> I, I press on anyways. like surely like surely there must be slums here. Anywhere there is a king, there is a peasant this uh, this much I know. You have to have peasants before you could have kings. Exactly right? like you can't have. That and I gesture first at the amazing archives and then right. to like the royal district. Like, you can't have those without also having the opposite.
2: All right, I've already tuned out Terrajux, yeah. <laughs> and I've opened up the map <laughs> because, secondarily, I want to find like the Forge Masters district or the Armors district because I have some gauntlets that that need some work done.
3: That's some true, complete oh. gauntlets.
2: And yeah, so, I mean, we could go shopping if there's. A, a, like a convenient layout of uh, their inns in that district in like the Forge district somewhere that's where I won't be
3: I think we should also um, are, there, are there are gnomes here which I not to stereotype there are probably artificial gnomes here
0: oh yes absolutely
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'll make fun of you for everything else but gnome stereotypes are my favorites gnome stereotypes <laughs> are great they're really cool I think we might take our various bell jars full of stuff and our gems and whatnot and get them appraised at like an artificer to figure out what they are. Because we've got a bunch um, of mysterious shit. We do. Yeah, as long as they're not going to charge us too much. Right, yeah. Well, how far? Because
2: he wrote down his address. Are we able to figure out how far away we well, are? It's in, from- it's
3: in the Royal District. Um, oh, how big is. is that on the map? The Royal District comprises
0: sort of the the core of the mountain home.
3: Yeah, but is it like a full mountain,
0: or is it walkable? The district itself is walkable. It's mostly like, so it's it's kind of tiered, right? You have the palace and the palace grounds, uh, according to the map, that occupy most of a peak, and then below that you have... The Royal District proper, where you have like all of the noble families, um, the adamantine class homes or public residences, the royal forge works, that sort of thing.
3: And this this city is three dimensional, right? Like there are layers to it. Absolutely. So I guess yeah, let's just look for that address. In I assume the public sectors are broken up by like zones with catchy names, or like they have they're named after animals or something.
0: Uh, it's just different kinds of beetle. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, his his address isn't terribly hard to find. It's it's, in the it's limestone like district, middle middle tier. Well, they're all named after metals for the most part.
3: Okay, so why don't we find like an inn near him and then we can go? I I think we might want to find something further away, just because it's pricey.
2: Yeah, I feel like coming in towards him is a better idea than going
3: out away. It's worth a walk. Yeah. Again, you have to think of him like politically, he's basically a prince. So like even though it's his public office, it's gonna be swaying.
2: Well, I like to think of it as like a government official <laughs> where yeah. nobody would let anything happen to him.
3: Yeah, a prince.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's
3: fair. That's fair, I suppose. <laughs> Princes are basically just government officials. Like once you get yeah. enough of them, no offense, Falrock. <laughs> I'm not he's I'm not, not a, a, prince a
0: government official
3: I, I just know he's in line for something yeah. I don't understand how this works like my understanding of uh, government structures begins and ends at an emperor mm. <laughs> it's nice and simple he's always named Jux <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah.
2: Okay.
3: All right. There's no succession. It's just jugs, and then you get jugs. <laughs> you get more jugs. <laughs> you just get more jugs. I do want to visit the visit the forge district. I think that's a good idea.
2: Yeah. So well, I'll, what time of day? Well, we we going to get a hand across. We need to Leyland too, right now. Yeah.
3: Hey. Yeah. I would be surprised. Is there like a diurnal cycle down here, or do shops just kind of like open whenever? There's. So there are a lot Let's of. See. Do dwarves like have a proper Clockwork diurnal time cycle?
0: pieces Okay, that are set up, and most places will adhere to like there's a kind of a social conventional opening time, closing time.
3: Ah, okay.
0: But unless like shop owners set their own hours, essentially, so if somebody doesn't want to do that, there's no reason for them to do that, and <laughs> a lot of days. A lot of the higher class stuff will like their shops are only open like by appointment.
3: Ah, yeah. Let's head to the district and get your stuff worked on and visit some gnomes.
0: You wouldn't want dwarf pee to throw in dwarf
2: blood all over the all over your furs. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know the like um the furrier place like who actually sells like fur coats and stuff. Yeah, they're I, only open I, for. I know a what you mean, but like wouldn't uh i don't get that. i don't get how it relates but then again that's half of what desmond said so
3: <laughs> yeah this is perfectly on brand
2: yeah ever, ever since the
0: mushrooms,
2: i, I just kind of shrugged <laughs> off uh the spoon is scraping away at the insides of my soul <laughs> so you know it just
3: I, whatever Desmond says, I take it in and I don't decipher it. I just appreciate it like an art object. <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoy the contours. You're doing it wrong, man. <laughs> I, I don't try to look deeper within. I just go, huh. It's That's beautiful. nice. <laughs> well done. Jeez. <laughs> Very cool, Desmond. Thank you.
0: Thank oh God. <laughs> How so the, this, uh... the Forge District, or Steel District as it is properly called,
3: okay, is probably, probably
0: another like 40-minute beetle bus ride. Okay. And that has a little bit of overlap with the, the Orichalcum District, which is where the majority of like, uh, formalized Dwarven magic Ooh. takes place. So kind of the intersection between those two is where you would go for magic item inquiries. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you so take the bus, I- you arrive at, uh, well, you, you take the bus, you have to, the bus goes on a couple of bus-sized elevators, and you arrive at a, a large cavern that is, there aren't very many tall buildings in here. It's a lot of open space, and that's because wow. of all of the smoke that is mm, uh, yeah. constantly rising out of, like, hundreds and hundreds of forges. hmm
3: I imagine mm. it's pretty warm in here.
0: It is extremely toasty.
3: Well, uh, Bob, this is your area yeah. of expertise. Um, you know what to look for in a a magic forge. So lead the way.
2: I'd say I feel like it feels like a gentle, like spring breeze to him
0: walking into. <laughs> yeah, so wonderful. Yeah, I'm loving it. Other fast food restaurants are available. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess I. Would the Auricalkum district have looked more like what I'm looking for? So you can you can kind of make out on the other side of this vast cavern that there like there's a sort of gradient to building size mm-hmm. um, until eventually you see like underground wizards towers. Mm. Ah, okay. And that kind of overlap area is probably where you want to go. Okay. Uh- Head off in that direction and see if there's
2: any kind of <clears throat> easily recognizable shop names as cool gauntlets and more or
0: yeah so Laura. your fingertips <laughs> or something. This know. is like going down the Bardstown road of forge work. I, I figured. Yeah, you've got and that's a reference that nobody well, else what outside Louisville is going to
2: get, but. Basically, it's the most eccentric area that has, like, almost no name brand places. Like,
3: if, <laughs> yeah. if, there's,
2: if there's a name brand here, it is a restaurant that started here and grew elsewhere. Because like, yeah. they wouldn't be allowed in now. It, it right. really wouldn't. And there's a lot of turnover of, like... Anything a, anything. a while ago, there used to be a lot of shops that sold crystals. <laughs> like, when healing crystals were actually uh... a thing...
0: I remember those shops.
2: They were there. Uh, They're gone now. Now now they're... uh, Now they're smoke shops. (laughs) Smoke shops. Now there's also... Oh, the CBD uh, oil too. Yeah, CBD oil and... uh, I forget. I don't exactly know how to say it, but not consignment places, but like classic t-shirt places. Uh, They have found unopened boxes of like really old t-shirts and they're like, yeah, we're selling old t-shirts. It it's a strange and wonderful.
0: Okay, so to use a metaphor that more than the listeners, most of the listeners of this podcast would, <laughs> most I, of the participants <laughs> in this podcast would understand. It's like it looks like kind of each of these forges is operated by a different family unit. Okay. Um, so there's there's not really like it's almost like you'd have to stop and ask them what they do. You're not going to find any, like, obvious shops or anything.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I'd start just start at the first one I see then and just be like, hello, I'm uh, looking to see if anybody can finish this. I found this in uh, Granddad's workshop, and he never really explained how it worked. And I'm not much of a magic smith myself, just a regular smith. But I, I'd like to see them completed
0: um magic smithing you know you're, you're going to want to head way down that way and need gestures towards the uh the transition into the auracalcum district
3: sure anybody you'd recommend
0: oh i haven't i i mostly do horseshoe. holds up a horseshoe that he's working on
3: are they these are like horseshoes for beetles i assume like just looking at them
0: <laughs> <laughs> no actually they appear to be
3: four horses i am baffled <laughs> <laughs> I don't say anything, but I'm confused. All right. Well, thanks for your help then.
0: And away we go. You like yeah. gestures with the horseshoe as you leave.
3: <laughs> I, ha, okay. No. Have I seen a horse down here? Nope. <laughs> I I glance back three times and I go, Faruk, I think that's a criminal organization. I think that's a front.
2: <laughs> did you realize that we ship things through the underway
0: elsewhere? I, I,
3: how how many You are standing share? in the
0: center of the continent's smithing economy.
3: <laughs> no, the logistics of the global trade do not register in the slightest. It's just a <laughs> pervading I, thought. There are no horses. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's no horses down here. All right. So I assume as we proceed towards the Oracalcum district, the shops get more whimsical.
0: Oh yes, absolutely. This is
3: excellent. You,
0: you spot one place that seems to deal entirely with like drilling holes into crystals and then pouring metal into those holes, Ooh! and you have no idea what it's for or why you would do it.
3: I'm fascinated though.
0: We're not doing that to ours. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of jewelry shops that pop up here, um, amulets, necklaces, rings, that sort of thing. And eventually, yeah, you come across a handful of of forges where not only is there metalwork going on, but there are like pots of burning incense filled with rare herbs. Oh and yeah, all that like, good
3: stuff. Yeah.
0: There are crystal chandeliers that have lights focused on them at particular frequencies and all the trappings of magical item creation. Is
2: there any place that looks like it would make enchanted armor? Because that's kind of narrowing my focus here, so I'm not just going to every store.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, you can wander around a bit until you spot somebody who looks like they deal with armors. Okay.
3: I'm looking for a gnome in a wizard hat. <laughs> you might have to go a bit
0: deeper into the Orchalcum district to find them.
3: Yeah, because I figure like the stuff I'm looking for is I need the magic script label deciphered, and I need this gem analyzed, and that's a little more like a little less blacksmithing, a little more magic. So I'm gonna keep going.
0: Okay, so you leave Falorock at the uh, at the armorsmith.
3: I kind of like I make an indistinct wave and I say, "Uh, if I can't find you, I'll just meet you back at the entrance to the district.
0: And Terajux wanders off, failing to mention which entrance to the district uh, he would meet you at.
3: Obviously, the one we came from.
0: Is anything ever certain with Terrajux? No. Is anything no, ever no. obvious with Terajux?
3: Nope.
0: Uh, is anybody going with him? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Ted, are, no. you going to, are you going to accompany your friend or can shower Laylin and Maple
1: uh, describe exactly what your intentions are.
3: So we got a bunch of stuff from that cool tower, uh, and I want to know what it is. so I'm going to go find a gnome and hold out a bell jar full of lightning and go, "What is?"
1: Just a so random gnome.:
3: you, No. <laughs> Obviously to have a wizard hat on.: <laughs> it, it has to be a gnome with a floppy wizard hat. Okay, I'm down. Um, because the, the Apprentice Wizards get very stiff hats, and then as they go through their career, all the starch falls out of it from explosions. <laughs> and eventually it goes floppy. Canon except That's not
2: how it works at all, I don't that's think. That's exactly how it no, works. No, that's,
3: that's, that's canon. Lore.
1: I checked the lore.
3: Yeah, that's, that's, that's how it works. <laughs> that's, that's why Wizards that are the strongest have the biggest beards and the floppiest hats. But basically, yeah, I'm looking for an artificer to look at the gems we got out of the machine, the bell jar of lightning, um, the lamp gem, the recording bottle. Like, I just have so many minor magic items right now that I want to be like, hey, what's the deal with airline food?
1: Okay. I'm down for a little dalliance.
3: Cool. Okay.
0: This is probably a good place to stop them, because otherwise yeah. this is going to be half an yeah. hour sifting through my notes to find all of the things you want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So why don't, actually, why don't, why doesn't everybody who has something they want identified make a list and send it to me so that I can have that
3: prepared? Yeah. jar of air. Oh, yeah, I've got a jar of water.
0: And if you can remind me on that list where you got it, that would be immensely
3: I will give you an alphabetized itemized, no, not alphabetized, but itemized and detailed list. I guess I don't, I don't
2: need
0: my javelin looked at. We know what it is. Yeah, it no, itemized. you know exactly what
3: that is. Okay.
0: Well, that's all I had then. So. Okay. In the absence of any, any other pressing issues... Uh, I think we'll wrap it up there.
2: Wrap it up.
0: I'm Joe. I've been your dungeon master for this info dump session. If you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at thealchemistsclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistsclub88 at com. We can be found on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. If you wish to reach us on Twitter, you can do so at Alchemists underscore Club. Joining me, we had Uh, Daniel playing
1: Chad Fleet,
0: K Hall playing
1: Desmond.
2: (laughs) You get in that, or (laughs) I did. Okay.
3: (laughs) I'm Zach, and I play Fall Rock.
2: I'm Matt, and I play Laila. Then.
3: I'm Waffle and I play Varen Thoston, minor scholar of the hatchling. When did this start? Uh, it, obviously, it started in the archives. Just now. <laughs>
0: uh, Lord. Thanks for joining us.
3: You need to da,
2: show up at Steiner Silverforge as just your, a different persona. <laughs> like, oh, we, found this, we found this guy along the way.